Money back guarantee. It's a magazine show. You want to hear some inside information? Yes, sure. By Larry Roberts. He's a man with two first names. Inside information. First question sent in by a reader. When a vacancy occurs for the job of official executioner, is it hard to find someone who will take it? And the answer, according to Larry Roberts, no. Let a news story appear of the death of a state executioner and hundreds of applicants flock in from men and women all over the country. Embalmers' apprentices, slaughterhouse employees, and hospital attendants, and male and female nurses are numbered among the applicants. They point to themselves as exceptionally fitted for the job, as the sight of death is commonplace to them, while others might flinch at the last moment. Female applicants often suggest that a woman's presence, firm yet maternal, in the death chamber would provide a human touch. Many of these applicants offer their services gratis. That's insane. Have you ever heard of such a thing? No. People offering to be a state executioner for free? That sounds to me like... I mean... There you know, there's something going on in their brains. Yeah, they want to kill people. Because, you know, you were walking in the other room, you're going to have to sing again. Oh my God, Baba Jones, Baba Jones, Baba Jones was a pioneer, pioneer, pioneering things all over the West. Baba Jones was the best, walking around with a sketchbook and a pickaxe and a shotgun and a pack full of clothes. Baba Jones was, he's a pioneer. I've never heard that song. That's a classic. Really? By whom? Um... I've uh, never Buffalo heard Buffalo Bill Cody Jr. Um, a song about someone who wanders around with a sketchbook, and it's very it's out there, right? Yeah, it sounds cool. Yeah, it's a cool. It never made it anywhere. I mean, it's really unproduced. Well, maybe you can change all that. <laughs> well, shit. we're trying. We're trying. Or you know, next time that Zach's in town, you guys can uh, sing it a duet with that. Let's celebrate the sketchbook artist. Totally. Bobby Jones, the pioneer. Yeah, man. Walking around, sketching everything. Sketching shit. Smoking. I wonder how legit these war bonds are. You know, I wonder if there is an investigation, how much fraud, like with the war bonds... How much fraud and stealing was happening at the time? Like, what do where you was mean? all this money that was you being You mean that people into- didn't get paid back? Not getting paid back. Where was the money going to? How was it spent? I mean, all this money. That it happened back. after the Civil War. All this money was being sent to all these advertisers, right? These advertisers are getting money from war bonds. All these corporations are using this money supposedly to make weapons and stuff like that. How much are they charging the government? For these weapons, how much are they taking their cut? It's the military-industrial complex. I'm sure it was slightly less corrupt then. 
than Why? it is now. Why would we assume? Because everything tends to snowball, doesn't it? No, I think corruption is pretty much constant. Oh, I'm not saying it didn't exist. I'm just saying it might have been on a lesser scale. How could it be on a lesser scale when they're they're taking like 50% of the economy and making it a war economy? Well, It'd be yeah. a huge amount of corruption and waste. Anyway, there's an ad here. Autolite gives industry a war bond sales plan that really works. With a pledge to invest $5 or more per week in war bonds, employees of the electric Autolite company receive one of the certificates reproduced here. We call it the Autolite Citation Plan. For this is, in a sense, a citation, an acknowledgement of good citizenship and loyalty to the nation which we believe deserves recognition. This plan has been exceptionally productive for two sound reasons. First, it shows every employee that weapons his investment can buy for the boys on the European and Asiatic shifts. Second, it gives men and women at the home the double satisfaction of knowing some of the money they earn turning out vital war needs helps deliver fighting equipment where it, too, can best serve. Electric Auto Light Company, Toledo, Ohio. A citation to Charles Carson for a war bond pledge that buys a machine gun in 52 weeks. So he sends this takes a whole dollars. year. I mean, that's what they say. Your purchase of war bonds will help restore faith and hope and freedom to peoples throughout the world. Well, the whole idea, though, is in addition to having a citation that makes you feel like I'm a good citizen, is that somewhere down the line, when you turn your paperwork in and you get back what you put in plus interest, right? It's a way of investing. Like, imagine they do that now. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, send in um, 500 bucks and um, we'll send you a certificate. Uh, yeah, that's one. Uh, you bought one nut. For a nuclear bomb. They're like, you paid for two loads of laundry for a man in Iraq. <laughs> two loads of laundry for $500. It's true. It's, I'm, I'm it's saying, totally true. We're, it's like Tammany Hall prices. You know, that broom costs $250. Uh, the chairs were only $5,000 a piece, but they're nice chairs, aren't they? You know, here's the thing is yeah. that back in the day, once all the exploration and colonizing and empire building was more or less finished... I mean, war has always been a matter of, we need money. Let's go overtake someone else, and we'll take their uh, natural resources and their money if they are actually at a point in civilization where they're having money, or we, we charge them taxes or tariff them, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's still sort of the case. That's why we go to war in the Mideast, because there's still some dead dinosaurs in the form of oil over there. But the bigger profit boon that comes from war nowadays is the wartime economy. It is the military-industrial complex, and it's completely corrupt. It kills people, and it makes billionaires richer. Yes, indeed. Well, there you have it. And that's the news for tonight. That's not the news for tonight. It's just, I guess I was backing up what you said, is that it's always been corrupt. Yes, humans are corrupt people. Like... <laughs> war is rarely fought for actual noble purposes. Yeah, that's a huge myth. Who believes it's that? It's rare. They should not be telling children this. No. It's very bad.
You're listening to The Magazine Show. Remove unsightly hair. Quickly, easily. Your legs can be lovelier. Oh, yes. We were looking at that a while back. It's fantastic. What does it say? I mean, that really legit looks like an iPad. It looks like a tablet. This is, yeah, it's 1943, and the ad looks like something for a tablet. Television is one of the most incredible arts you can imagine. It takes a picture, splits it into thousands of separate parts, and then puts the picture together in perfect order on screens of thousands of televisions receiving sets miles away. That is the weirdest description of how television works that I've ever heard. It's, it makes it sound like teleporting. I guess it is. It's like of. that Willy Wonka version. Right. Uh, what else does it say? Is that the whole ad? No. I mean, it goes into freaking te- TV. And it does this all, and it does the, all this to 30 pictures every second. Farnsworth created electric television and first showed it in operation in 1928. Today, television has gone to war. Our laboratories, which develop such remarkable devices as the dissector tube and the photocell multiplier tube, are doing important research for our armed services. The great Farnsworth factories, with thousands of employees, are applying their years of experience in precision manufacture to the production of radar and other electronic equipment for planes, ships, tanks, and field forces. Out of this war work are coming many advances in radio, television, and musical reproduction. Broadcasting studios will have Farnsworth equipment that can send television in color with much clearer, sharper images than heretofore. Victory will pave the way for the richer, broader life we are all fighting for. Your purchase of war bonds now will hasten it. So all these promises. Wow. Getting people to buy war bonds, keep working. We're going to get a TV set for you. We're going to get you a car. We're going to get you China. Deferred dreams. Flatware. Yeah. Wow. That's why everyone was so um, ready to be consumer madness at the end of the war. I mean, that one is 1943, pump, correct? Pump priming the consumer, um, the consumerism. Yeah, they're like making them salivate over these future wondrous things. And now we, we, we curse them. <laughs> Not the people, I'm saying. Like the products are just like, ugh, too many screens. Oh my Television God. Television has rocked our world. This has really just ripped it apart and put it back together in a whole new, very different way. It's beyond television, too, because now, I mean, everything's a computer now. And everything that is a computer is a television times a million. Mm-hmm. And it's changing our brains. It's changing our brains. Yeah. It takes a great deal of discipline for me to not, even while I'm working on a screen, to keep my mind focused on making the thing that I'm making. Yes. That's why you have Milbert. Yes, that's why I have my robot Milbert. My robot Milbert is a lockbox with a timer on it. It's my favorite robot. Wow, really? For a while there, I really thought Air Jeeves was your favorite. Air Jeeves is cool. Air Jeeves, but he just does his thing. Right, it's because he was new and novel. Air Jeeves, yes, it was, and it was expensive. Milbert costs half the price, but I think I get double the value. Well, it's so interesting that we have to spend money to force ourselves to focus. The lockbox is way smarter than these, you know, there's these services. You can go to a website and pay them monthly fees to lock you out of your own phone. I like I liked physical things. Yes. Um, 
So Milbert is also known as the kitchen safe. You can Google it if you want <laughs> on your crappy smartphone. It's a, it's just that it's for people who want discipline. They put like cigarettes or cell phones in for me or um, booze or food they don't want to consume. I guess and you can a, lock it. It's very much like the war bonds. It's a deferment. Of yes, it's deferred dreams. <laughs> it's, by, it's deferred satisfaction. <laughs> how how long? I mean, does it let you put things in there? If if you were say not putting your phone in there, if you were putting, um, you know, let's say that someone cocaine. someone gave addiction. you a really fancy marijuana cookie or something, could you put it in there for two weeks? I mean, obviously it would be stale by then, but you know, what I I'm think I think it goes up to a week. So interesting. But you type it in by the hour? Well, eventually it goes to days. Oh, good. But right. yeah, as a little spin top. It's very easy. It's a cool device. It's not nearly as cute as Ceramic Pete, though. No. Ceramic Pete's adorable. My heater, as we all know, who likes to burn down the house. Yeah. He's an arsonist with a smile. He's so cute. But Milbert is a, a lockbox for discipline. And it really does work. Let me tell you something. When I put the thing in, uh, the when I put the cell phone in, I, it's so much easier to tune out the world. Yeah. So much easier. It's, it's out of sight, out of mind. You know, if I just, people say, oh, just turn off the phone and put it down. And no, it's not the same. No, still it's got not that the pull. same because, yeah, you're still thinking about it because you know that it's you you're access actually, to it. Right. You have to use some of your brain power, some of your focus to keep yourself from picking it up or walking across the room or whatever. Whereas if you know that, nope, hey, for the not next a five hours, yeah. I. I'm not going to use a phone, so I get some stuff done. If I need to send a message, like, all right, send a message and I'm done. Shut it down. Right. And you don't have to think about it, you know? Absolutely. It's great, especially if you're out there, you're addicted to news or... Twitter. Twitter, anything, any of those apps. I recommend it. something interesting that sort of relates to our florida conversation yes one of several um i you know here i am there you are paging through a paging paging trade them paging through a 1953 issue of life magazine and what do i see but an ad that says world's first push button weather and yes indeed this is at the advent of affordable consumer-grade air conditioning, basically. Ah. It says, this is Fetter's exclusive built-in weather bureau. When it's hot and soggy outside, touch a button and give your living room, bedroom, or office a Northwoods climate. Fill it with clean, cool air that's fine to breathe, great to sleep in. The new Fetter's room air conditioner gives you twin filtering power, catches more dust, soot, pollen... Helps relieve hay fever, miseries. Keeps rooms remarkably clean. You can have the compact, dependable Fetters room air conditioner for as little as $3 a week. $3 a week seems kind of expensive in 53. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of money. That's a luxury. Uh, Wait, what is an air conditioner? Indeed. A room air conditioner. It fits in the window without alterations, pipes, or ducts. A year-round comfort appliance. 
The built-in weather bureau lets you ventilate a room or remove stale, smoky air. Find your Fetters dealer in the classified directory under air conditioning. See him today. And then we see that fucking Fetters logo, which we've seen on the millions of the outside of buildings. Oh, right. You know, when you see the built-in ones? Well, in New York, you see that. Outside New York, probably not, but yes. Well, who knows? They might be elsewhere. All I know is that it drives me mental. Like, do, do, do people get a, a cheaper rate by having the advertising on the outside? Nobody would want a logo all over their building unless there was some... Re- you know what I mean? I guess. I don't know. I wouldn't people do like it. People like that. People like brands. Ugh, there so was a tacky. time uh, where people love brands on their clothes. Yeah, but why on your house? Not nice. And naturally, they have a free mail coupon today. And what are the options for this? You would be sending it to Department 13, Buffalo 7, New York. Please send me books checked on how I can sleep, work, live better with a Fetters. Your first option is healthier, happier living with a Fetters room air conditioner. And your second option is how to sleep cool when it's hot. Yeah, a lot of these coupons are really just like... Here is permission to send me advertisements forever in the mail. Spam, 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 spam. Anyway, I remember us talking about that in the Miami issue where they're trying to get people to bring their companies down and move to Florida. And fetters and other air conditioners are part of what made that a possibility. Yes, it did. Air conditioning in swampy Florida. Swampy old Florida. What's not to love? Everything. Florida is now the summer White House or winter White House. Winter White House. Really? Mar-a-Lago. Has it really been only 13 days? Jesus. We're going to run out of outrage. <laughs> well, that is exactly what we're up against. We legitimately aren't allowed to run out of outrage. Eventually, people are just going to, you know, break down. People exhausted. are breaking down, I think. They're just going nuts. Very stressful. Yeah. These are trying times, to say the least. Just go shopping. <laughs> you know, like after 9-11 went shopping. So this is like kind of like 9-11. So just go shopping. This is way more fucked up than 9-11. <laughs> Trump, you're more fucked up than 9-11. I can say How that, that as a New Yorker. Feel? How does that make uh, you feel? Well, I think it's like a... It's the wrong kind of characterization from what I'm doing. But it does really show how important I am. How big league. Well, I'm not for the Islams. The Islams are not for me, so I don't know how what this has anything to do with 9/11. I'm doing what I well, I'm doing what I said I'm gonna do, and I got a mandate from the people. Hmm. No, you have a mandate with uh, Stephen Bannon. Trump, 
I'm Stephen Bannon. What have you done today? Have you followed my rules and regulations on how to be president? Oh, yeah, I have, Steve. Uh, this is very good. Yeah, pour me a scotch. I know you don't drink. Give me my cigar. Sit down, Trump. Oh, okay, here? <laughs> yeah, sit there. Listen to me. You're president now, but you're an empty vessel. You're my vessel, and I shall pour myself into you. Is that clear? Uh, sure, I guess. Yes, the Prince Albert is what you are. An empty pipe. I'm going to fill you with my tobacco, and all the ladies are going to cheer and smile and get all so warm and giggly. Doesn't that sound nice? Yeah, I guess so. Right, so tomorrow, (laughs) tomorrow for your next executive order, I suggest you write an order allowing Russia to send all their spies to Florida. It's a swamp there, you know. They can live there. They can. I'm not for the Islams. I'm your strategist. Listen to me. I am a Hollywood person, Goldman Sachs person. I was in the military. You believe in the military, don't you, Mr. Trump? Yeah, sure I do. Good. Then you'll listen to me. First thing I want you to do, Mr. Trump, is to build that wall. Remember you said you want to build that wall? Yeah, sure, I guess. But people don't really like it. How are we going to pay for it? Doesn't matter. We'll sell war bonds. Yes, that's what we'll do. We'll have you sign an executive order tomorrow to, to sell war bonds, to, to build your wall. How brilliant is that? It reminds everyone World War II, and everyone's going to be feel all warm and giggly inside. Like they're actually doing something. Doesn't that sound nice, Mr. Donald Trump? Yeah, I guess so, sure. Yeah, so pump yourself up tonight. Right? Get a good night's sleep, so chap, and by tomorrow morning I'll have this executive order printed out on paper that you could sign, and then share the media. You'll like War it. bonds. That's what we're gonna do. War More bonds. War bonds. We're not gonna call them war bonds. We're gonna call them, we're gonna call them Make America Great Again bonds. MAGA bonds. MAGA bonds. Triple <laughs> A rated. like vagabonds magabonds <laughs> magabonds <laughs> these magabond blues i kind of love that actually magabonds <laughs> don't give them too many uh, ideas <sighs> it's a dumb idea by all means no it, it's a dumb idea that may actually work could work could work hey you know what have the people who support trump pay for that stupid ass wall just so yeah they want a wall you build it yeah you know how he plans on doing it is actually with import taxes which, I mean, fine, if, that, if you want to go with that policy-wise, but it just means that Americans are going to end up paying for the goddamn wall. Yeah, we're going to pay for it. I mean, because if we employ import taxes of a certain percentage, and, it, you know, a great deal of our agriculture comes from Mexico, weirdly enough, along with many other things, but then they're going to impose the same thing on American goods going south of the border, which means it's just a clusterfuck. The wall is a dumb idea. AVS Media Papa Hotel, Lima Echo November Radio Check. Papa Echo November, good afternoon, uh, read you five. Good afternoon, read you five as well, Papa Echo November. Hey Liz, what's your idea? Of what? Yeah, what's your idea? What's my idea? 
New radio program brings real help to housewives. Oh, really? The real ideas of real housewives now are yours to profit by. They are brought to you on the new radio program by Duffy Mott Company, distributors of Mott's products and Sunsweet Prune Juice. So listen in for ways of stretching your ration points further. Serve Sunsweet Prune Juice daily to get more benefit from the points you do spend. Tune in, Imogene Walcott. Famed home economist brings you real tips from real housewives every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 11:50 a.m. Eastern Wartime. Tune in your favorite mutual radio station east of the Rockies. So this is Mott's Eastern Wartime. That's I don't think I've ever heard that. Instead of Eastern Standard Time, we right. should go back to that. Eastern yes, War time. War. Trump's war. So that sounds like it's a radio program where ladies can send in their ideas. Because at the beginning it says, what's your idea? This is right, right in the middle of the war, July uh, 1943. So they're looking for all the life hacking t- tricks that the ladies of the United States came up with. But then there's this famous homemaker who's going to get all the credit. I wonder if they read the names of the tips that are sent in. For a three-way help in your diet. Sunsweet Prune Juice, the grower's own brand. Vitamins B and G, minerals for energy. Carbohydrates to rebuild. Laxative effect to sweep away poisons. To sweep away poisons. Mott jellies, this is their, they want to sell you because Mott's dual flavored jellies, seven flavor combinations to give a lift to butterless meals. Oh, because it's the war. Was there a lot of rationing of food happening in the United States as well? Yeah, absolutely. I guess I wasn't aware that it was... Because, I mean, you noticed That's how we won the war. We we rationed everything. Victory Gardens came in to people supplement the food rations. Sure. I guess I didn't realize that it was quite to that extent. I mean, I'm sure... I mean, there was a pretty healthy black market, too. It wasn't... I'm sure it wasn't the same extent as it was in England, for example, or anywhere in Europe. But that's probably where all these cake mixes and things where you don't need eggs, you don't need butter. Or like that Bisquick ad that you read where you don't, it already has condensed milk and shortening in it. I noticed none of the booze ads talk about rationing in this magazine. Booze was was still free-flowing. Booze was flowing freely in the United States during the war. I've got the blue. Now, here's an interesting thing. It starts out with a photograph showing three gentlemen and two women, and they're all holding up wine glasses. And it says, this wine is fine. These five agree. And then the story is called gesture language. How different peoples, plural, talk with their hands is told in new book. And then on the next page, they have a couple of comparison images. Like gesture, unlike meaning. So they show two gentlemen tugging their eyelids. Tugging eyelid, when done by Brazilian, means he's a wise guy. Same gesture done by Colombian means wonderful. On the beam. (laughs) Uh, On the beam? On the beam. Sure. Goodbye in Spain. 
Italy, and Latin countries is made with gesture very similar to the U.S. sign for come here. Latin hello looks like U.S. goodbye. Stroking chin, done by Dr. Pei, an Italian, shows he is so bored that he is starting to grow a beard. Done by Brazilian, it means it's in the bag. So interesting. It is odd that you would gesture sort of towards yourself to say goodbye, though, isn't it? They go like this. Like Bye. This. Ciao, ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao, ciao. Hey, ciao, ciao, ciao. Ooh, ragazza, ciao. <laughs> Bye, kids. Thanks for listening to the magazine show.